Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Last week, Pastor Brad shared about hope. He shared about hope, and, and we discovered last week that hope, all that's really required for hope is for something to be considered possible. If it is possible, then you can hope in it. If it is not possible, if it is impossible, then there's no point in hoping for it because it can't happen. But if there is even a small chance, small chance that it can happen, And that makes it possible, maybe not likely, but possible, then you have hope. You have hope. And we also know that with God, anything is possible. And so we have hope. Well, today there is that follow-up question of something may be possible, But what are the chances that it will actually happen? How likely is it? Is this something that is possible but is really never going to happen? Like a certain hockey team winning the Stanley Cup? Is it possible? Yes. That's why there is hope and everyone buys their stuff. What are the chances of it? Not very good. Not very good. And I know some people have felt very disappointed in the last couple years because they're like, oh yeah, they're going to make it, they're going to make it, and then they, no surprise to the rest of us, didn't make it. But what are the chances? Because the hope thing is good, but whether it's something, it's a high chance or a, or a very low chance, that does affect how we interact with it, doesn't it? Because if something is a high chance, we kind of think about it and we prepare for it. But if it's a low chance, we kind of ignore it. And sometimes set it aside, leave it behind. And so we have hope in our lives around certain things, but what are the chances? What are the chances that the addictions that you face in your life can actually be dealt with? Whether that's an addiction to, to lust and pornography, or it's an addiction to food, addiction to money, an addiction to lying, an addiction to, to alcohol, or just an addiction to manipulating people. Whatever it is, is that bad habit, that addiction that you carry in your life. What are the chances that you can actually change that? Is that a high chance or is that a low chance? What are the chances that that guilt and that shame and that fear and that anxiety that you have lived with for years can actually go away? And you can be free of all those feelings, free of all that oppression. What are the chances that those relationships and mistakes and the financial chaos and the, and the bitterness in your heart, all of that messed up, 
all the messed up parts of your life, what are the chances that that can actually be fixed? What are the chances that that stuff can change and actually be fixed and those relationships can be fixed and your financial situation can be restored and that the bitterness can be removed and you can actually have peace in your life and peace in your relationships and peace in your family and not just drama. What are the chances of that? What are the chances that your sins can actually be forgiven and that you will actually end up living forever? What are the chances that you can actually make a difference in this world? Is that a high? Are those high chance things? Are those low chance things? Are those things that we look at and go, you know what? That is, that, there's a high chance of that happening. I'm going to get ready for that. Or is that a low chance thing and you're like, is it possible? Yes. Do I have hope? Yes. But am I, am I realistically thinking about it and getting ready for it and preparing for it? I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, just, just for example, like, you invite somebody over to your house for dinner. And you've invited that person like a dozen times and they have never shown up. In that case, you have hope that they'll show up, but it's very low chances. And so you don't, even, you don't even set the table. You don't even start cooking until they come through the door. If they come through the door, great, you'll start cooking. But you're like, no, I'm not getting anything ready until they actually show up because the chances are very low. And then there's other people that you haven't even asked over for a meal, and they're already planning to show up, and you know, you know, you're just like, I'm just making more food because I know so-and-so is going to show up. The probability of them coming is high, and so you prepare for it. You guys remember the show Mythbusters? They would take all these myths or legends or ideas and they would put them to the test and and typically they had kind of like three three results they either looked at it through experiments and they determined now that's that's impossible or they would say and they and when they say impossible they would say busted and if it was possible there was a way that it could maybe happen they would say possible but if they looked at it and everything showed that it was likely to happen, like this made a lot of sense, then they would either say probable or confirmed. Romans 5, 5 says, hope does not put us to shame. In other translations it, say, it says, hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has already been given to us. In 1 John 1.9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In 2 Peter 3.9, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In Philippians 
In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Now, those are just a a few passages from the New Testament that make this very clear statement to us that God is a God who is faithful. And when He says something, when He makes a promise, He does it. That this is no longer something that is just possible. This is something that is highly likely to happen. Is there still risk involved? Absolutely, because it hasn't happened yet. You can't look at it and, and just confirm it, and you can't have that absolute proof right in front of you that says, see, it's done, I have that evidence, I have that proof. There's still, the, we're waiting for it to happen, and so is there still risk involved? Yes. But we can say that this is no longer something that we just have hope in, that it's just possible. These verses very clearly state that the God that we serve is a God of faith. And that our rescue is not just possible. Our rescue is probable. Your rescue is probable. When we look throughout the Bible, we see story after story of after story of God saying these wild things, God displaying these wild things and always coming through, always fulfilling his promise. It's not just a possible. It's not just there's hope that God will win. It is probable based on these stories. When God speaks to Abraham and says, man, you are as old as dirt. And so is your wife. But you're going to have a baby boy. And that was just so improbable to them. And God said, no, I'm going to do it. And God did it. God gave them a little child. When God said, when God said to the Israelites, I'm going to set you free from the slavery of Egypt, and the people are looking at it, and they're looking at Pharaoh, and they're looking at the army, and they're looking at everything that they're up against. So they're just a bunch of people that they're just a bunch of people, and, and, and Pharaoh is the most powerful king on the planet, and he's got the army. And he's got the soldiers, and he's got the weapons, and he's got the chariots. And they're like, how are we going to get out of here? And God set them free anyways. When God said to the Israelites who were wandering through the desert and said, yes, that land over there, that's the land that I promised you. I told you that I was going to give it to you. 
And they were like, but there are giants there. There are so many people there. We've been wandering in the desert. They're established. They've got cities. Those people are massive. They're like Dwayne Pikes. And like, I can't take that. I can't. I can't. I can't. God's like, no. I am telling you. This isn't just possible that you might eventually take it. You are going to take it. Your victory is probable. I'm telling you it's going to happen. And he sends them in and they wipe everybody out and they take back the land. When David goes against Goliath and has victory... When God promises to marry a virgin and says, you are going to carry a child, and that child is going to be the Christ, the Savior, the one who saves the world, and then they have that baby boy. When Jesus dies, and then he rises back to life. He proves over and over and over again that he is a God that fulfills his promises. When the church is facing financial struggles and they enter into a pandemic and they're like, how are we going to pay the bills and what are we going to do with this situation? How are we going to make, make sure that we actually have money in the bank to, to do the roof and to keep the doors open? And how are we going to get through this pandemic? Like, we're probably not going to have anybody left in the church when the pandemic's over. I don't know about you, but church doesn't look empty to me. And when we gave out the financial update back a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, it was pretty clear that the Lord had provided for us financially. A few years ago, when I had to call the bank and the CRA to get some stuff sorted out, and I was terrified that I was going to talk to one of the normal people that you talk to when you call CRA. You know, the cranky people that are really slow. <laughs> and I was just so nervous about it. And I prayed, God, just give me the right person. And I called, and I got this sweet lady from Newfoundland <laughs> who was understanding and helpful and knowledgeable and was able to just sort out everything, I was like, what? <laughs> when we were praying a lot for a third child and praying for a little girl so that we could stop. <laughs> when we got our little girl. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that everything we want and everything we pray about is guaranteed. I'm not saying that just because we want it, just because we ask God for it, that He's going to say yes. Sometimes He doesn't say yes. But those moments when God declares something, and He says something, and He states it clearly, and He gives that promise, 
you can know that not only do you have hope that it will happen, but He is a God who keeps His promises. He is a God of faith and faithfulness, and that it is no longer just a possibility. It is something that is probable. And that when He says that the rescue is coming to save you and to save your family and to save this world, and that sin does not have to have victory over you, doesn't have to have victory over your life, doesn't have to have a claim on your eternity, and that you can be free of your sin and you can be free of the fear of death and you can have eternal life. That is not a possibility. That is a probability. That is highly probable. It is highly probable that He will give you power over your addictions. And you don't need to carry those bad habits and those behaviors any longer. It is highly probable that He can change your life and make you righteous from the inside out. And so it's not just an effort to be a good person, but He actually changes your internal function, your internal system. So what naturally comes out when normally it would be hatred and, and bitterness and anger and, and greed and selfishness, you comes out with humility and, and forgiveness and love and with grace. That the, the potential, the possibility that life will get fixed and relationships can be restored and your finances can be restored and you can live in this situation of peace. That is a probability that if you seek Him, He will forgive your sins. And He will give you eternal life. That if He calls you to make a difference in this world, it's probable that you will see a difference made. The season of Christmas is a statement that God made a promise that He was going to send a Savior to the world, and He did it. It's not just a possibility. It is highly probable. Your rescue is probable. So what we need to do is we need to ask God, is this thing possible? And if He says, yes, that thing is possible, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life, sin or addiction or, or, or relationships or lifestyle or money, whatever it is, you ask Him if it's possible. And then you ask yourself, if you trust God. And then you ask Him, are you going to do it? And is there a chance that we mishear God? Yes. Is there a chance that we misinterpret what God says? Yes. I'll tell you right now, if God says something to you, your rescue is not just possible, it is probable. And if it is probable, then you need to prepare for it. You need to act like you are expecting it to happen. You need to behave like it is coming. Anticipate it. Don't wait for it to show up on the door just to get the meal ready. Start getting the meal ready now. Expecting it to happen. Prepare. Prepare for the rescue.
Because Christmas is a statement that says to all of us, your rescue is possible and your rescue is highly probable. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.